Welcome to Journeys into the Heart of Vibration with Mur de Marmion. On our program, we explore the ancient, current, and future modalities that are used in sound therapy and vibrational healing. We share information that is vital for a new paradigm of thinking and being to embrace vibration important for healing illness and disease. And now, here is your host, Mur de Marmion. Hello. Welcome, everyone, and bittersweet, this is our last show of this um, pilot, and after much deliberation, I think I shared last week, we decided that um, uh, this would, this was, this was it, so (laughs) I just want to say that I am so honored to have done this pilot and to have hosted some such amazing guests and with doing such amazing work in the field of sound frequency and vibration. And um, the episodes will remain up on the show portal for as long as people come and listen to them. So, you know, getting the word out there about uh, more natural interventions and um, health, health care and self-care and well-being is really important. And so I hope that some of you at least will take the ball and run with it and uh, really share what you've heard on these episodes and um, and just get the word out there as much as possible. And today for our last guest, um, in the last show, we have two very special guests, um, Anara White Bear and Chris Katsaropoulos. And we're going to have a conversation about the power of sound and the language of light. And they're going to help us learn how to use our voices to access higher consciousness. Um, Nara and Chris will um, talk to us about science and spiritual perspectives of sound and light language. And we'll guide our listeners in learning how to use the light language and sound as a healing modality. And so right now, I'm going to welcome both of you, Anara and Chris, onto the show. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Thank Mark. you. Yay! <laughs> this is a treat! Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I have known Anara since 2008, and it's yeah. been quite a while since we've talked or seen each other, but she's never far away. <laughs> No, she's always on Facebook and and sharing her light. So and and it's great to meet Chris as well too. Her her divine compliment. Yes, yeah. he is. <laughs> so well, let's let's dive in. So Anara, mm-hmm. let's start with you real quick. In your bio, you mentioned that you came into the world as sound shaman and Mm -hmm. an intuitive healer and a channel and an empath. What was it like for you in your younger years to have, to have these abilities? Were you, could you share these or were you openly supported? What was that like? So uh, I came in um, with memories of, you know, in utero. Um, And as um, a baby, I was humming even then. Um, would sing, would hum, and understood that uh, I was doing something when it, 
when um, my songs came out. And they they did not come out in, like, you know, uh, lullabies or child songs. It was light language right away. Mm. And by the time I was in nursery school, the nursery school teacher said, we have to give Anara... Uh, time to sing in her language to the class so she can settle down. Oh, my goodness. So I would stand up in front of the class and sing in light language, and then I was fine. Then I could, it's kind of like being, you know, um, ADD or something like that, but if I could <laughs> sing in the language, then I was like, okay, I'm good. And I would go on with the day and be fine, but if I couldn't do it, energy would like build up in me. Mm. Um, so I, I would sing to the ants. I had this thing about playing with insects. I loved, you know, I wasn't afraid of spiders or insects or anything. And I would let them crawl on me and I would sing songs to them in the language. Um, and, I had, there was no, you know, my, my mother actually told me to not tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I was definitely in my own world, um, you know, and, and then when you're invited to be in, you know, church choir or, you know, uh, choir in, in school and you're singing these songs, but then all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> and it just comes out of you like you don't know what, where is that coming from? And the people are looking at you and like, it, it, it's, it's, it's song too. It's, it's, um, it's a, a song without uh, any dogma attached to it, and it mm-hmm. has love pouring through it. And I had some teachers that were supportive and some that were um, like, no, you need to sing, you know, whatever song um, we've taught you. And so I had to, I, I went by the the book as much as I could, but it was not, it was not particularly supportive. <laughs> Say that. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I I can relate to a lot of your um, your sharing. I wasn't quite as verbal um, with that language, but I do remember singing in chorus, and we did um, a lot of um, Sanskrit and um, Buddhist chants, and those were way closer to the feeling that you get when you're working with the light language than in English yeah, because of the intention. So I can imagine. So when did you realize that the abilities that you had, um, I mean, I know you said you, you worked, you, you know, you befriended insects and I totally get that. Mm -hmm. How did you know that you could make a difference for individuals and help individuals realize their potential? What was that evolution like? <laughs> so, you know, music was always the the theme of my life. And then I heard Tom Kenyon sing. Mm. And I just had tears pouring down my face. Like, family. Ah, oh, my yeah, God. Family. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. And so um, 
you know, I got on a plane and went to Seattle and studied with him twice wow. and understood that this is actually a thing. You know, <laughs> I'm not I'm not as weird as what the world made me feel like I was. Like it's a it, it there is something that with the voice that heals. And uh, so he definitely gave me the confirmation of what I had had known all along, but brought it into reality to me where I was like, oh, so I can I can use this with with people, not just, mm-hmm. you know, the animals <laughs> um, and the trees and the but actually with people. So it was actually Tom Kenyon that gave that to me. Mm. You know, I I resonate with that because I was much older when this started coming through. I think it was like 2003. It was after I went to Mount Shasta and met mm-hmm. my teacher, Randy Masters, who was on the show a couple of times. And um, it wasn't until I started making all these, these what sounded nonsensical sounds mm-hmm. and verbs. And it wasn't until I heard Tom Kenyon that I realized that he was family and he was teaching me, yeah. you know, so it's just so amazing. Mm-hmm. So do you understand what you are singing or is it I just actually, a different experience? I uh, try not to. Okay. <laughs> Good uh, answer. <laughs> because I feel like, um, like we're in a time of getting, downloads of new information mm-hmm. um, and it's not coming through necessarily in words but through energy and so with light language I feel like it is um, an experience of um, the right brain and not the mm-hmm. left brain mm-hmm. and so exactly. as soon as you define it you've brought it into the left brain Mm-hmm. And that it's important to allow the right brain to fully activate and bring in these new energies. Uh, otherwise, um, it gets complicated and we have to figure it out and all those kinds of things. So for me, I, I do not try to translate. Um, sometimes, you know, Chris and I will be singing and afterwards there might be a message Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, in, in English, that goes along with the teaching in, of the sound. But it's more about being activated uh, in a way that lights up your brain in a very mm-hmm. different way. Mm-hmm. So that, for, for us, that's, that's, that's the gift. Uh, right. We don't want to explain to you what you just experienced. We want you to experience through your feeling senses um, because that's what you're being asked to uh, engage in is to begin to learn to not use the mind as much and use the heart more. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, Chris. You are a chant master, and we're going to play a sound bite of the two of you together in just a little bit, and it's phenomenal. Um, and you have a high understanding of spirit, and you're also an author of more than a dozen books, 
and poetry and all sorts of amazingness. And together, the two of you, you open portals of connection mm-hmm. to multidimensional star beings through the channeled sound. And you're founders of the Light Tribe, an international community of star seeds, way showers, grid workers, empathic empaths, and healers. And mm-hmm. and I know that you've been part of um, a couple of uh, gatherings that I've also heard of and taken part of. But Chris, I want to know, I want to know about you and about your early years and how you came to know things and and when did you first become aware of the language of light and how did you experience it and what is it for you? Sure. Yeah, so my earliest, you know, t- going back to childhood, um, earliest experiences with um, consciousness expansion, which is what light language does, I was probably, I don't know, seven or eight years old and just um, all my my parents and family always knew I was different and <laughs> special and they didn't know what to do with me, kind of like what Minara was talking about. <laughs> like, how do we, what, how do we do it? You know, these days I probably wouldn't put on some meds, <laughs> but um, <laughs> thankfully in those days they didn't, they didn't do that and, and they, um, you know, gave me some, some space to be who I was, but one day I was on just in in my bedroom, probably seven or eight years old, just started thinking um, and meditating. Basically, I didn't know what I was doing consciously, but I started thinking, who is Chris Katsaropoulos? Who is Chris Katsaropoulos? You know, a little kid. And it took me right out of body, mm-hmm. um, where I was just um, having an out-of-body experience floating over the ceiling of the family room of our house and watching my parents watch TV, I never told anybody about some of these experiences that I started having. And only years later, it's interesting, you you mentioned the Buddhist, the Tibetan experience, and uh, only years later did I realize that I was actually doing a a Buddhist technique for meditation for going out of body, for Mm -hmm. opening the portal, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So um, I was always a musician, always interested in science, always a writer from early days, and um, always um, connected with the star beings. And mm-hmm. as far as just the, the chanting aspect, I, I was raised in the Greek Orthodox Church and loved the oh, chanting wow. and the beautiful music because it, mm-hmm. it's mystical. You know, it, mm-hmm. it has a mystical effect of opening the portal. And, and in some ways, you know, the not, uh, as you were asking Anara, not knowing the meaning of some of the, the Greek language actually helps open up because you're not thinking this means that you're you're going totally out of your your left brain analytical uh, consciousness so when I was uh, I don't know it was probably 2005 thereabouts I was researching a book and I was in Glastonbury England on Glastonbury tour doing mm-hmm. some research there about the book it was a winter day I was all alone on the tour, which is kind of unusual, um, but it's, of course, very sacred location and portal. And I was up in the tower by myself. It was windy, snow, a little bit of snow, and um, this huge wind came through. It's a, it's a, the tower there is the remnant of, a, of an ancient 
uh, monastery. I think it's a St. Michael's uh, mm. monastery. And um, this huge wind came through the open, you know, doors of this tower, um, which is definitely a divine masculine, divine feminine junction right there, portal. And I was given this um, Tibetan Buddhist mantra that came through. And I, I had not had anything to do up until that point in my current life with anything to do with Buddhism or Tibetan other than the understandings that I clearly had just subconsciously about some of the techniques from other lives. And mm-hmm. so I so I started chanting this mantra all the time in my meditations and I, I realized that I loved the chanting, loved the singing. Um, and as you were saying, Murray, the I, I do feel that the the Tibetan chants, the Buddhist chants, are very close to the, the experience of the light language because they, they do have that otherworldly intention. And I do feel that there is a connection between um, some of the, the Buddhist um, avatars and some of the star beings that, that, are, um, that we are connected to. So anyway, that, that chanting brought me to very big downloads of information, um, codes, um, I would get. I started getting information for my books and my novels that that came through in a big way after that opening in Glastonbury um, with mm. the chanting. And so I connect those. I connect, and this is and and Anara and I were not together at that point. We were not working together, or um, we didn't even know each other then. But we were on the same pathway um, of using sound to mm-hmm. open portals to higher mm-hmm. information. I I would receive downloads of codes and symbols which is also light language. So, right. you know, to be clear, light language is, um, it can be symbols, it can be movements, it can be things that you see around you in your physical environment. It can be um, downloads that come in as, as codes when you're meditating or in the dream time. Um, and it can also be the light language that you use when you, you know, when you sing, when you chant. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was a huge opening for me, and, and you know, one thing led to another, and, and Ara and I came together to do this work together. That's really awesome. We're getting ready to take a break here in just a minute, but um, yes to all that. Hold that thought, <laughs> and we'll be, yeah, don't, don't lose that thought, because we're going to pick up right where you were. <laughs> we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you keep past regrets, hurt, pain, and disappointment with you for years or even a lifetime after the experiences? Feel free to clear the air and express yourself as a creative, intuitive, and powerful woman. Listen to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back with host Andrea Lewis. 
Andrea and her guests will show you that whatever happened in your past, it doesn't have to define you. Get ready to bring joy back into your life. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, then it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Journeys into the Heart of Vibration with Murr DeMarmian. To find out more about us and the program, please visit CreativeDivineStudios.com Now, back to this week's show. Hello, welcome back. And we have um, Anara, Anara White Bear and Chris Kacharopoulos, our guests today. And we've been talking about the language of light. And as you were talking, Chris, I was going, yes, 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 and yes, and. But I wanted to share something about the, um, as you were talking about the, um, the chants, and the Greek Orthodox chanting that you experienced. Well, when I grew up, I was it. It was at the tail end of the um, the Gregorian chants in the Catholic Church. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so when I would go to church, I would go to church just for that. And yeah. I would go to early mass with my dad, and I would just be in total bliss. I mean, I was just so <laughs> blissed out, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. And I didn't understand what they were saying. I hadn't, I was only like four or five and I hadn't studied Latin or anything. But when I was in the chorus and we started singing the Buddhist chants and the um, Hindu chants, and I realized that deep connection, and even though I didn't understand the words, it still would send me into bliss and I swear I was levitating off the platforms when I was in chorus Mm -hmm. because I was just it was so amazing for me but uh yeah yeah. (laughs) this is a great conversation amazing I you know I I had a a while ago 10 years ago or whatever I had a I got this wonderful cd of eastern orthodox chants that I used to meditate to and it's just like oh it Mm -hmm. took me right Mm -hmm. out just like almost instantly so I don't know it's where the Sofagio. It's it the Sofagio. <laughs> Say what? I, didn't hear I don't what know where said. that CD is. I have to find it again. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> well, and I think it's the tuning because back then they were using Sofagio tuning, and I have those tuning forks. And of course, those the frequencies of those things are like so healing and so over the top. And uh, and my friend um, Randy Masters, you know, talked a lot about the Sofagio tuning on the show this last time so it's really quite interesting that we're all going back to that natural tuning and people don't understand exactly why they're drawn to that mm-hmm. but but it's 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 our natural vibration it's our natural frequency anyway so chris um 
let's talk about your writing real quick, because you, you mentioned that as you were talking about the light language, and I don't mean to deviate um, that, but we know that the language of light or light language is the basis of everything, and it's especially true for creative individuals, because we tend to be the muse into places of deeper feeling and awareness, and your writing is infused with this creational language. Um, so talk about that from your perspective, and is this a conscious process for you, or is it as expre- expressed unconsciously just as as who you are? Sure, yeah. So, you know, I mentioned that I started getting these huge downloads after I started, you know, was opened up at, at Glastonbury, and... and I think that I was getting material for the books um, mm-hmm. in these downloads that happen often at night, you know, in, in the dream time. But I, it's, a, it's a state where I'm asleep but aware, <laughs> if, you, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. And I can actually yes. see the symbols streaming by, these light language symbols. Sometimes I'm aware of what language they're from. It could be Atlantean, it could be Syrian, it could be, you know, some other um, Syrian that's in the star system. Um, some other language that looks familiar, but often they're just streaming by so fast that they're symbols. They just look like symbols of, of light language. And mm-hmm. I know I'm getting a download. I don't know exactly what's happening when it happens, but I know that the information is getting downloaded to, to me, for, and it will come through at some point, and it comes through as information that I know about um, things that I haven't researched so to speak, that goes into my books. So I feel like the books are downloaded to me that way. And um, one of one of the books that I wrote shortly after, well, a few years after that experience is um, titled Antiphony. So it's all about sound. And um, Antiphony mean, is, is the, means call and response singing mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. any kind of music that's a call and response. And basically that's what, everything is about is, is the call and response. We're, we're basically receivers and transmitters of sound at every moment of our lives. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We're transmitting a, a symphony of frequency from our bodies, from our, from our energy states, from our being, and we're receiving that symphony from all, everything around us. And it's that call and response that, that is what we, our experience is all about. Um, so the book, mm-hmm. the novel, is about a is actually about a string theory physicist who who um, has several visions of of what sound means and and how it relates to to consciousness and um, source energy and basically comes to understand that the universe is basically a giant thought, which is the word, which is frequency. <laughs> um, so that's that's his that's his revelation of the final the final theory of everything which the physicists are looking for in their theories and then there there's a key equation in the book which is which he which is downloaded to him and he thinks it's insane because mathematically it doesn't make any sense but it's but in cosmologically it makes sense it's the final theory the final equation zero times infinity equals one. And he mm-hmm. writes this down and emails it to himself, and he doesn't have any clue what it means, but eventually he, he figures it out. But it's all about sound and frequency and the universe being a giant conscious sound. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting that how, you talk, how you talk about <laughs> that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Were you He's talking? amazing. 
Oh, there. I sorry. It it sounded really garbled there. Sorry, I didn't mean to over talk over you. Um, that was um, an experience that I had um, back into back in Mount Shasta, when when sound opened up for me because before that I had been traditionally trained, um, mm-hmm. and then I. It was actually Randy Masters who played his um, Sirius B tuning fork, and I was gone. Mm-hmm. And I was out in the universe, and it was showing me all the different components that humans need to make sense of their world, and all of a sudden, they just all came together and and exploded, and it was just one giant breath, in-breath, out-breath, and then this hum. It was yeah. just amazing. And that's mm-hmm. when I realized everything, it's all sound. But one of the things when I wanted to comment on what you were talking about, Chris, is that one of the things that, I, that I'm, I'm receiving now is that the reason why our voices are so healing is that even though they have voice recognition and everything else, they can no, not truly capture the essence of our voice and our voice contains the activators of our DNA. The code, yes. Of our specific DNA, so we can use this on ourselves for healing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so so this is what Anara and I have done. Um, You know, we started singing together, and we had these powerful experiences of blending our voices and the healing and and having remembered remembrances of ancient lifetimes where we did this in the temples, the healing temples. And, mm-hmm. and science is just now catching back up to things that we used to use as healing modalities and, and with the voice is the most powerful and complex instrument that there is. Mm, um, right. Yes. And it, it, it's used, it, it can be used in so many ways that we, we basically have forgotten. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's do um, let's play your soundbite right now because I just so enjoyed this. I just was gone for like four and a half minutes. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. um, Matt, can you can you play the soundbite? amazing (laughs) where were you when you were doing this you know he he and I 
when we came together, uh, we had no idea of, uh, you know, what our voices would, we didn't do it on purpose. We just were like hanging out in the class and I would go into channel and all of a sudden he would go into channel and it just started happening. Mm. And, um, and then we realized that the entire class, we've had people say to us, you know, this is better than ayahuasca, you know? (laughs) 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 What the heck is going on? Yes. Because it it opens portals in in the mind, in the brain, uh, and allows you outside of um, the perimeters of what we think reality is. So that's the thing about light language, um, that, you know, when you speak in English, like we have, this is, we're speaking right now and we all understand what we're saying uh, and so behind all of those words there's all these different you know um, the matrix of those words that is carried from all the, the years of it being spoken and it is a definite box mm-hmm. uh, of reality and then you get out of it and you, you, you have you know what, what are they saying I don't know but I'm I'm feeling it and he and I when we first started doing this it was like there's something very important happening here the merging of the masculine and feminine um, the honoring of the masculine and feminine in a different way that is just pure energy it, it, it's uh, it's like sound tantra <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly that's what it felt mm-hmm. like um, yeah because it was so perfectly, it was almost like it was orchestrated, but it wasn't. It just yeah. like, it just, it was like a sinuous snake. It just kind of, the kundalini, it was, it was like yeah, moving totally. together and weaving and, oh my gosh, when I first yeah, heard that, that. That's a one that, take, so all of our, all of our sound is one take. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, you, you just come together, you sing, and, and then it's done. Um, right. And that's it's how I do pure. it. It's just really yes. pure. Yeah. But, yeah, it was beautiful. It was really beautiful. So, um, well, we're going to be taking a break here in just a few minutes, but let's start talking about how you guys met and how you, um, where did you, where were you? Where did you meet? <laughs> Yeah, Indianapolis with the playful soul. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I, no, it wasn't. Oh gosh, now we're gonna go deeper. Yeah, let's come back and talk about that because that. it's 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 deeper than that. Yeah. Okay, we got like two minutes, so don't delve in too deeply, but start talking about it. <laughs> okay, Chris, you you speak about it. Yeah, well, it's interesting you asked about that because um, we're doing. Um, an event this weekend at, at Interpass on the Atlantean connection in Indiana. Um, oh, because there is, uh, we have, both Anara and I, before we met and before we got together, we're like, why are we in Indiana? What's, what, what is this? Why were we planted here? What's this place? Um, but there is a deep Atlantean connection in Indiana um, with the mound people um, that goes mm-hmm. way back, way, way back, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. thousands of years. And um, there was a, an event that Anara was doing on 
a circle in Indianapolis on sacred geometry of Indianapolis, and that's where we met. Um, just to keep it simple, um, but there's a, a lot going on there, and and there is there's a reason why you know, these these sacred places are sacred because they're high energy, they are portals, and they are places where the light language happens. You know that can it can happen everywhere, anywhere, but there are. Everyone knows that there are special energy points on the on the world grid that um, are are powerful, and and those mm-hmm. are the sacred places, and that's where we were. Uh, you wouldn't think of Indianapolis as one of them, but there's a reason why there's a X marks the spot and a circle in the downtown of Indianapolis. So that's where well, we they were exploring that. sacred geometry, like yeah. with Washington D.C. and France and and yes, Indianapolis, because I used to love to go down to the circle. My dad worked on the circle. And um, I would go down and visit him, and I didn't want to go to his office. I just wanted to stand on the circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's a reason it's it's gridded out like that and marked with the yep. geometry. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's where that's where we that's where we first met, and we first started doing sounds shortly after that together. Very cool. At the, the same, playful soul the same or whatever. Designer that designed Washington D.C. did Indianapolis. So. Uh-huh. That's 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 the connection. <laughs> right, right, and I mm-hmm. think they did others too, but it's it was about the same time. It was back in the what eighteen eighteen hundred seventeen hundred. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was early eighteen hundred, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's just it's really interesting because um, it 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 just. It, how everything is starting to come to light again about that. Yeah. And yes. it's just, it's really funny. Um, not funny, mm-hmm. ha but funny, interesting. And um, I love it when people make the connections and start at, start talking about it and they go, Oh, okay. Right. So we're right at break oh, time. That's, so what, let's, let's, that's what was going on. And that's why it's this way. And mm-hmm. that's why we feel this way. And why we're called to certain places. And we don't really understand why at first. And, yeah. um, you know. So let's take a quick break. And then. Crystal bowl. Okay. Yeah. Play the we'll come back. crystal bowl right. on the circle, you know, in Indianapolis. And thinking, you know. Wow, this is connected to so much um, understanding that's been happening over all these years of 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 spirit on earth. All right, we'll be right back after this break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Are you a game changer in disguise? Are you tired of waking up every day saying, they soar like eagles and I'm stuck in the nest? Well, wonder no more. It's time to soar. Of the world's millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, almost all started with at least one unique idea. Join Crystal for a controversial look at triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a fun, financially free life with their successful guests. Listen to Soaring with Eagles, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. And get ready to soar. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Journeys into the Heart of Vibration with Mur DeMarmian. To find out more about us and the program, please visit CreativeDivineStudios.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hello, welcome back, and uh, we are we are talking with Anara White Bear and Chris Katsaropoulos, and so we were talking about the two of you meeting and starting to do sound together. Um, where? So okay, so so okay, thoughts here. How do you how do you help individuals to learn the language of light and how how to access it and what it's used for? How do you do that? You know, I, th- I think um, one of the things with uh, language of light is it's kind of contagious. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> you know, so just even being in the presence of someone speaking it. Um, so, you know, we were living in Sedona. And then from Sedona, we went to Durango, Colorado, and then we came back to Indiana. And... Um, started um, these, he and I started teaching classes and then I started teaching some separate classes, um, but really no one really knew what light language was um, in the area that we're working out of right now. And You're down by was, Bloomington, aren't you? That what? Yes. You're down by yes, Bloomington now? Yeah, we're we're in Bloomington. So um, it's amazing how many people are coming to class now and speaking the language. Hmm. Uh, just by being, it 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 it's like um, being released from a construct. You know, it's like oh, I'm I'm I can speak this uh, language that I know that. Um, I maybe always felt inside of me like I just, maybe I don't want to use English words. Maybe I'm having an emotion and my emotion needs to come out through sound mm-hmm. and it, um, and maybe the sound isn't, uh, you know, crying or moaning or, you know, being angry. It is coming out 
you know, in a, in a language and these people are allowing it to come out and it's just amazing. Um, it, it really is, I think we all activate each other. Mm-hmm. You know, well, so I think- the teaching isn't really teaching. It's more like allowing. Mm-hmm. You're just giving people space to allow a new experience to come through and let them know that they're safe and that it it may seem like it's new, but it's actually very ancient. And the more that they hear Chris and I do it, the more they're like, oh, God, thank you. And afterwards, um, after, you know, people will speak, they're like, oh, my God, that felt just amazing. Like, yeah, more of that. Do more of that. You know, it's like we could be doing this whole show right now in the language and um, and there would be an opening of people's, you know, energy and those that are ready, it's that thing. Like when you when when it's supposed to hit you, it does. And it allows the movement of energy to be different than when you use words you recognize. It opens your consciousness. It, it mm-hmm. we, we talk about it opening portals. It opens your consciousness, and you're you're able to bring in more mm-hmm. to receive higher information that comes in full downloads of like pockets of oh my god now I totally understand this you know like within a full two minutes I get a complete understanding of something and it did not come through words it came through Mm -hmm. energy and I think it's too hearing someone do that offer that for the first time as an activation Mm -hmm. Um, on a cellular level it opens something that way and it opens it's really it's the language of the heart absolutely it's a language yeah. of love that is wordless. Yes. Yes. Exactly. We, we talk about we talk about um, allowing it. You know, it is an activation. We don't we don't teach people light language. It's right. really not something that you teach. It's just an activation of opening people up to it and encouraging them. Yeah, for it, sure. Once they're open to it, then the light language is going to come through for them in whatever modality or whatever form from time to time that, that, that gives them the, the activation that they, that they need to receive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we talk about it being non-defined. It's fluid. It's flexible. You know, when we, when we come into the, the planet Earth, we're not born speaking English. It's a, that's a language that's culturally transmitted from generation to generation that you know, young children have to learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we're come in, we come in speaking light language. Uh, when you listen to, to the babies speak and the animals mm-hmm. speak, they're, mm-hmm. they're communicating light language. And mm-hmm. it's, it's those non-defined states that allow the, the meanings to come through that, that can be bigger than the, the, the definitions that the words will allow. So mm-hmm. words are words are great. You know, we I, I love my words. I love writing novels and and all sorts of things. But poetry, <clears throat> but the light, the light language is what allows the higher meanings and the communication with multi dimensional beings and multi dimensional states to come through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. For sure. I um I think a good example of um, light language from animals are like the wolves, or the dogs that speak when you uh, when you sing and they sing along with you. They howl. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just so it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So any any kinds of patterns that you're seeing, and you know, even even number patterns can be light language. We see number. Mm-hmm number patterns all the time. I know a lot of people that we, you know, in our, in our events and activations talk about seeing numbers. It could be, it could be colors that, that certain, it can even be, you know, fragrances that, that spark a memory. All of those things are, when we talk about like language, it's the language of, of the higher realms, the, the creative realms, the, the right mm-hmm. brain that, that Anara was talking about that, that really open people up. Right. Yeah, Early on, I, I think, I, think that, that I was told it's the creational the language. It's the creational language of the universe, essentially. Yeah, right. What were and, you going to say? And it, and it also, when you're when you're not using actual, you know, whatever language you might know, it could be French, it could be whatever it is, um, whatever language you're you're used to speaking in. Telepathy is not spoken in a language. It's it's more like pictures and just just like a download of I know. You know, like you're you you all of a sudden receive a knowing. You know, it's from another person, and it's um, we we call it telepathy. Well, with with light language, you you you're kind of sending out sound telepathy. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> without the the actual words, like it comes through feeling. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, what we're all moving towards is telepathy. We're all learning to receive information from our environment. You know, you can receive telepathy from a tree, um, through the birds, through whatever, but you, it comes, telepathy is connected to feeling. It, it, you, it, seems like it should be connected to the mind because you think of, you know, my mind is speaking to your mind, you know. <laughs> um, but really what it is is feeling, feeling um, in, in, a, in a communication way. Right. That is, the, well, that is what li- telepathy really is. And I think light language, unlike our language, in any mm-hmm. language that you speak, that doesn't have those ulterior motives where, you know, you might say yeah. something that is perfectly non, you know, non anything, but the insinuations are there. Because of the morphic field around of the word. Yeah. 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 And light language yeah. doesn't have that. It's very pure. Mm-hmm. And, and all energy, all everything is energy, and all energy is carrying information. Mm-hmm. Um, so the words of the of the three D language are often too limited to carry the amount of information that a light language can, or or any kind of energy that we're picking up. You know, we're our brains are essentially transforming frequency patterns constantly into a visual image or a sound or a smell or, or, or a feeling of touch, whatever the sens- sensual information is. Um, 
we're we're doing these frequency transforms into our sensory experience, and light language brings that outside even the realms of the physical senses in some cases where you're receiving mm-hmm. these downloads, direct energy downloads into your being. Um, so right. it's, it's, it's expanded in that way. Right. This is hard to believe, but we have like two minutes left to the show. Can you believe that? (laughs) So um, I want to ask you guys real quick, um, what's next for you? What's, what's your work going forward? Do you know, are you, are you in a, in a break right now? Um, And still waiting from, for downloads. We're we're in a building. Uh, You're in a building. A lot of people are in right now. Um, we're 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 shifting, we're changing, we're allowing the changes to happen, and they're building into something that is we can't define yet because it's mm-hmm. different than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. So we just keep saying yes. There's a lot of yeses. Um, you know, what are you doing? Would you like to do this? Yes. Would you like to do that? Yes. Um, because part of the when you say yes. It also under, it helps you understand what you don't want to do. Um, right. You go ahead and you do it. Oh yes, it does. And, <laughs> um, and, and, and you you just go you go ahead and do it, and then you know, like, no, I don't. That's not it. Um, there are some big changes coming for all of us. Mm-hmm. So um, it's like we're we're opening up to all the possibilities because they're very different than what they've been before. Mm-hmm. We, we sure. are working in new realms. Yeah. Um, Chris has other work that he does. He, he's a um, a publisher, so we 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 have some really interesting experiences with um, science and science merging with um, the metaphysical. And I think that's where you know, what we're really starting to understand. And I, for whatever reason, I want to bring up the AI stuff. Like, right. like there's just some crazy stuff going down. You know? So we're before we get, get onto this real there. quick, we have like 30 seconds before yeah, we have to then, end the show. Then we have been before. Yeah, I'm so sorry. We have to start winding so, down. Um, gosh, you know, I'm going to be doing some podcasts in the future just some some private ones and we can regroup then but sure thank you both so much for being part of this show and for ending us with a bang yeah <laughs> a light language bang and it's been an honor to, to facilitate this show and so i bid well, everyone for doing it a big heart heart love and heart hug and and thanks again thank you thanks, stay tuned Thank you. All right. Stay tuned. Thank you for tuning into Journeys into the Heart of Vibration with Mur DeMarmian. We'll be back with another edition next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a good week ahead.